Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Joel and Kate at eight, and Kate was late, so here we are. It's toothbrush gate. I was trying to brush my teeth, and guess what, Joel? I haven't brushed my teeth in like two weeks because of you, and I didn't want to come onto the stream with smelly breath, but I had no choice because I can't simply buy another one. You have mine. It belongs to me. You have my property. Never liked you. <laughs> There's some, there's some stuff on this. <laughs> I told you to throw it out. Did you? I forget what you told me to do with this. I told you to throw it out, and you were like, "We'll run into each other again." I was like, Is "My toothbrush on you." All right. Is that oh, okay. That's what we were supposed to do. All right. Maybe I'll throw it out. <laughs> it, was it was like thirty bucks. It's fine. <laughs> Originally, I was like, "Why would you want me to keep it when you can easily get another one without having to come all the way back to Canada for it?" No, that was a you call, buddy. I was like, you could just throw it out. No, I couldn't <laughs> do that to you. I know how much we make in this space, and we need to make every, every dollar count. Every dollar count. If only there was a way that people could support us in that effort, Joel. Yes, if only indeed. Uh, welcome to Joel and Kate at 8. While we're here, do the, the here are the free options to support us. Leave a thumbs up, okay? Do that. If you do that right now, that's one step. Step two, you can subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked as we march towards some new goals of ours and uh, continue to get some, some traction. Kate hosted a really fun watch along last night for Joe and Punk, the uh, the first chapter in their ROH rivalry leading into the AW collision match that happened last night that we will talk about tonight. Uh, and, and that did some some good numbers for uh, for a little last minute watch along. So good, good on you, Kate. Good stuff. I mean last minute by normal standards sure by kate standards this was like i gave jeremy decades of notice and you um because i thought of it an entire day before but i it was really fun it was um we did one with mercedes and bailey right before mercedes debuted in new japan but i i feel like right now there's a lot of feuds that are going on that have these really storied histories it's kind of fun to go back and and watch watch something like that like to to see that happen like i'm sure you know i would love to do it again with with sammy and ko if they turn on each other or if there's some some callback spot for that but like finn and seth had that recently like it's very fun to play off those stories and i don't know if there's a longer running one than eddie kingston and claudio but i'm sure once that gets to a head <laughs> we could do another one of those for sure i don't know what we would choose because it's been like two decades but <laughs> Can go on some old Chikara matches. <laughs> gonna say you're gonna have to dig in the Chikara vault. Good luck finding that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so so that was good. Uh, so yeah, you can support us by by subscribing here on the channel and leaving a thumbs up. And there's the financial option that Kate will obviously dig into y'all right now with. So go ahead. Yeah, I just I do a lot of shows every week. Okay, you can hear it in my voice right now. And Joel, I'm a woman. Okay. This and, is news to me. Yeah, this is breaking news right here. Yeah. I am, in fact, a gal. And I think people should support me through my endeavors. 
and they should support me, a woman, through my endeavors. So if you want to support women, you should be sending in super chats. And if you don't send in super chats, you hate women and you don't think we deserve to vote. And uh, that's that's kind of it. Like if you don't, you know, here send in super chats at the Mark Order, buy a t-shirt. Like if you support women, send us your money. Sometimes to get your question or statement read on air in the case of a super chat, sometimes just because you wanna support women. If you wanna be an ally, do that. And I'll also add that the US Supreme Court got real weird, okay, about the gay community and being able to discriminate against them. We're such allies. We will take the money of anybody because we stand with the LGBTQ plus community. And we will take your money. We'll take straight people's money. We'll take everybody's money here. So that's it. Send us your money to support women. You know how some people are like, your money's no good here. Well, no, your money's real your good money's here. great here. Your money's great here. Your money is excellent here. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take your money. Give us. We will. They, what do they say? Give us your stick. You're sick, you're starving, and you're poor. Give us your dollars your euros and your pounds and everything else in between okay uh there it is. do what speedpunk did send us a super chat here's two bucks towards a new electric toothbrush <laughs> i need it oh my i know all right where do no, we want to just gave in it definitely wasn't that i forgot <laughs> well listen you absolutely forgot it and you no, i know <laughs> <laughs> And you and and I have a theory that you spent a good like two and a half hours trying to drive out of my apartment complex, try to figure out how to leave the place. But I haven't asked you about it because I just wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, I didn't spend two and a half hours, but it was a confusing little exit out of the parking garage of your place. Listen to someone who I was it. deliriously tired, and the entrances are like, "Hey, it's back there." You're like, "Oh God, okay." I passed it. Follow uh, the arrows, Kate. Do come on. We were on like two hours sleep. The arrows are very like. There's also a thing that was like exit here, but it was just a pedestrian exit, so I went the wrong way first because I, I saw exit and I was like, that must be the direction of the exit. But no, that was for just the walkers. Oh, so that's why we have to pay higher fees to replace a door. You drove through it. Well, I didn't drive through the door. I wasn't that bad. I just had to turn around. <laughs> Ryan saying the arrows are all in French. Listen, Toronto yeah. doesn't play that game. They Montreal. were like, le arrows. <laughs> le exit. <laughs> I don't know what that means, le exit. What is this? I have a friend who, uh, when Alberto Del Rio would come out, he would be like, uh, for our, our English-speaking friends, that means Alberto of the river or of the Rio, he would say. <laughs> Alberto of the Rio translated for all of us. I'm glad we have friends who can do that for us. That's that's it is. Right it's there. Nice all right. Where 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 are we actually gonna start tonight? There's so much because there is the punk stuff, of course. There's a lot of collision, there's a lot of uh literally nothing matters except Eddie Kingston winning a title this week. So. I talked about that. I was happy to talk about that on Wednesday on In the Weeds when it happened and people were like, spoilers, spoilers. I'm like, buddy, it happened live like two hours ago. 
It's not if my. If you're problem. watching a wrestling morning show, you already know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm you, sorry. You saw it. Don't tell me it's a spoiler. Listen, nerds, <laughs> you're watching a wrestling morning show that talks about wrestling that just happened. If you're annoyed about spoilers, get a like. Maybe they were just really excited for our Hammerstone interview. Alex Hammerstone absolutely rules. Um, he has been very good to a lot of friends of mine, but one thing I appreciate about Alex Hammerstone and a couple of other people is like, he was someone that he like followed me on Twitter and, and was just really nice and engaging me before I ever worked at Fightful. And he was just really nice and cool to me. And I like, I always appreciate that. Not that like everybody who follows me after I started at Fightful is malintentioned. A lot of people just didn't know who the hell I was, but like it meant a lot that like a wrestler who was, on TV and um, just like, I don't know. He was just always really, really cool to me with with absolutely nothing to gain from it. So I really appreciate Alex Hammerstone, but he's a great champion. He's a great wrestler. I'm stunned he wasn't picked up by WWE. I feel like he has everything that they would want and more. Um, he's like if Hulk Hogan could wrestle almost. Like he's really great. And if Brian Cage re-signed at AEW, I, I would be shocked if WWE didn't go after him because he's that same kind of mix of just like, holy cow, how is this refrigerator of a human being able to do like a missile drop kick off the top rope? Like it's insane. And that same way that Brian Cage will sometimes go into that gear where you're like, oh, I, how are you a cruiserweight and built like that? It makes no sense. So um, I, I'm stunned that they haven't thrown a ton of money at that guy because I think he's exactly the type of dude they're looking for. But good for Hammer. He had a very successful reign in MLW World. Yeah, and then I asked him about being undefeated in 2300 Arena, and he was like, yeah, I, I'm undefeated in a lot of places. And I was like, well, not anymore, because you lost the title to Alex Kane last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, that was, it was a fun show. Go watch, uh, the MLW does, uh, they, they do some pretty fun shows. So this was their first live one, Never Say Never. It was a, it was a fun show. Go check it out if you're into it. Delmi XO also appeared on In the Weeds this week. And, uh, Hell yeah. She won. She's she's now a champ champ. Champ can, champ against Ava Everett, right? Yeah, she's gonna go over to uh to the wonderful land of uh, of beer and schnitzel and to Germany. She's gonna have to put wiser on the end of everything she says, like she said she would in her interview, and she's gonna put up that title. I'm excited for her. Go that's gonna be her first time going to Europe, hopefully, is defending that WX WXW women's championship. She sure is, eh? You bet, eh? You would throw A's on the end of everything in Canada, I learned. Not even close. <laughs> you did it once. But it was authentic and it was with another Canadian, so it made me really happy. <laughs> A lot of people are just like, you You don't speak Canadian. I'm just like, I don't know what my dialect is. It's just from years of travel and touring, and I just don't speak like a Canadian most of the time. Well, you are also, you're in Toronto, right? So... I would imagine like in Montreal or places where you have like the French Quebec, like where there's hybrid with the French language, I would imagine there it's like a little bit more its own dialect. No? No, I'm laughing at something else. We got a super chat from from Mike. So Mike, Mike's an old friend of mine in Montreal, by the way, who I was very lucky to get to hang out with when when we were at Lim Elimination Chamber. I met him on a message board way back in the day, like when we were Oh, we were a like, fellow Canadian on a message board? I'm glad you weren't sorry that you guys met each other. Yes, yeah, so like we're talking like Tony Khan style message board talking. Anyway, Mike meant to set that in. this is a super chat. Let me know if you need help translating stuff and now you're on another topic. I will take the exit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Le exit. Le exit. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate hey. you. Thanks, Mike. Uh, eh? I, yeah, I don't say. I say. I say sorry. I don't say. You definitely sorry. say sorry. I say sorry. I don't say sorry. I feel like that's a weird New York. Sorry is the New York thing. <laughs> sorry. I can't do it. You can do it the Boston way. Get out sorry. of my face. Oh, yeah. No, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> you get the sorry. Ryan, who's in the chat right now, I love making fun of his accent because it's so weird. The South Jersey accent's a weird one. It's yeah, like they it's... just add extra O's where there were already O's. It's like I have to go home. Hey. Like, why, why did you throw three O's in there? <laughs> and the best Ryan story about this is that we can talk about wrestling or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> he was using like a voice translator app and it couldn't understand what he was saying because his accent was so thick. Yes. That's awful. I love it. Every minute of that. <laughs> Ryan's the best, but he's really fun to pick on. He's one of those people. I, I heard you replaced <laughs> him this week on Mark Order Podcast. Uh, we did. We replaced him with Kyle K. Sparks. Kyle was actually just going to sit in with us as a four-man group. And then Ryan, um, who's working really hard in school, and again, like doing something great. And I'm always like, ha nerd, enjoy your homework. Got like dates on his assignments mixed up. So he couldn't join us and he had to go do homework like a nerd. Uh, but we had already called on Kyle. So it actually worked out well. Cause God forbid that show go under like three hours, you know? So Yeah. that's. <laughs> I feel like Ryan's not the problem for why that show goes three hours. Well, he's not the problem, but occasionally he brings on a character who is so. I get it. Uh, let's knock out a couple of super chats. CEO sent us one that says, well, I certainly don't hate women. Is the new bed fund still a thing? I think that's a great question. Uh, I have a new mattress that's on its way. I'm very excited about it. Um, but I still have to order a bed frame. So please do. But these chats actually don't go toward me because I'm so selfless. Yeah, they literally go towards everyone not named Joel, Jeremy, or Kate. <laughs> But they deserve it because we've got awesome people putting out awesome content. That's true. They deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Lambert sent a super chat saying, take my bisexual money for the women. Yes. <laughs> Please, thank you. And we appreciate you thank always you. sharing that with us. Uh, he actually only sent it a dollar, but it was bisexual money. So we got $2 <laughs> out of it. <laughs> it automatically doubles. That would be awesome. That's what an exchange rate. They say your money's not worth nothing here, but then they're like, oh, your gay money's worth double. It's worth double. That's right. I'll your rainbow know. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Canadian way, by the way, because our money is very, very multicolored. Oh, my gosh. There's definitely going to be some American government officials who are like, they're going to turn your money gay. <laughs> we already have the blue $5 bill, and we already turned the 10s on the $10 bill purple. What do you want next? <laughs> You want Elton John as your spokesperson? Yeah, we love that. <laughs> that would be John's awesome. Treasure. Let's He's go. already, you mean AW Collision's theme song artist, Elton John? Should be Nickelback, I'm telling you, every day. Uh, Taylor Cannon sent a super chat saying, women are as, as great, especially Kafe. Not Kate. I don't know who Kafe is, but Kafe is great. Hope you both are well this evening. Thank you, Taylor. I personally am doing well, Kate. I hope you're doing well, too. Taylor's just the best. Yeah. Like Taylor's just always like, I'm just here to literally be support. Taylor will watch our ROH review, which I don't even know if I would watch it. And I appreciate it. 
I get it. It's yeah. been such, oh, the past two weeks have been so rough. It's my favorite brand. And I have to go say all these not as nice things about it. It's, it's been sad. We're going to start flip-flopping and starting the uh, the Ring of Honor post show at like midnight so that you and Reg can like get your get your sours out after the after hours and like you know Cresta and I enjoy our impact talk. Um well Most you don't time. always enjoy our impact talk. And uh if Tony Khan puts together a random four hour episode, maybe we will do that. We'll just switch Swip, just switch it up. But we still have a really fun time doing the show. It just it feels like that they have not cared about um the product in any way shape or form so it's kind of a bummer there you go uh and then ryan sent a super chat saying i am home watching <laughs> oh he's watching from home why is he british he's not british he's watching from home home is very british no it's, it's like he also calls you on the phone he's not phone on... not david bowie but <laughs> You had to do a Drake thing. You better used to call you on your cell phone. Phone. Let's see. with another super chat saying, "I forgot we need to fund Joel's trip to Israel." That's that's a wild conversation for another time. I'll tell you that much. Uh, when when Val mentioned it on last night's show, I was like, "Oh, she's talking about it. That's great and terrifying all at the same time." Um, yeah, there's a lot there. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Val rules. I was so glad she was able to join us. What a gal. David, yes. who's from the Pro Wrestling Podcast, too, who's in the chat now, joined us. Yeah. Wonderful. Dude, there were so many good people. So many good people on screen. Well, here's what happened. I over-invited because, as you, I don't have to tell you, it's pulling teeth to get that shit together. Like, it's, it's usually really hard to get people to commit to a watch along and then show up to do it. And that's... On a Saturday at dinner time, I had low expectations for the number of turnout. Of turnout, um, I was pleasantly surprised that we had a full screen of, of ten people at one point, and I had to tell people that I had invited. I was who were like maybes. I was like, we might actually be locked out. Um, so it it was really really fun, and it was cool to have an array of people like SP3 who knows the trilogy extremely well, and then people who were just watching it for the first time or like. Caden, who was familiar with it and had seen it, but as a youngin, you know, so it's it like translates a little bit differently. Like it was, oh look, 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 everybody at the chat too. Astrid's here, um, but yeah, it was it it was fun to go do that. This was a really fun week of wrestling for I feel like like we had a awesome collision. Eddie Kingston won. Those are the only things that actually matter. Uh, but SmackDown, like a lot of people really, really loved the Bloodline stuff. And I loved the segment itself. I didn't love what it did necessarily to the rest of SmackDown. But um, I felt like Dynamite had a stronger episode than the week before. Like it was it was a really solid wrestling week. And it's kind of nice to feel like some of the dramas behind. Like I feel like a lot of the talk this year has been about banger matches and there's been some drama obviously vince came back punk just was drama until he came back and still sort of continues to be or whatever right like at least talk is um but like i feel like there's been so much more talk about just like holy crap how many incredible matches that we're getting in general and on free tv too this is the most in question most important question we've ever received in the super chat ryan lambert asked kate when is the best of jeff jarrett watch along uh october 32nd that's not Tune a in. real date. Can you pick a real date? 
That no, it is. It's a leap year. So when's Jeff Jarrett's birthday? Who could possibly give a crap? Well, my Google now thinks uh, that's important. Oh, you know what it is? His birthday is this coming Friday. So this Friday, Kate will be hosting a best. Nope. <laughs> no, I will not. You know what? I will because the stream would be one match long. It would be him and Shawn Michaels. Oh, <laughs> that's it. It's just going to be the mountain matches. Just do that. I, I've said this time over time. I probably said it on the show, but you know what? You hear me talk about how much I love the AW collision stage every week. So now you're going to hear this again, Joel. How about that? All right. I, I ask people for matches to go back and watch all the time and wrestlers to go back and study any promotion, any decade. You know how many people have said, oh, you got to go back and watch Jeff Jarrett? Zelch. Nada. You know how many decades that guy has worked? Like 90. So he's been working in like 90 decades of matches. And like nobody was ever like, oh, you got to go check out this match with him in it. Not a single person. No, I'll tell you what I'm not doing. As the kids call it, a banger. That was a great match. Jarrett, Arquette, DDP. Let's go. There we go. I, oh, oh, my God. This is Now we're just getting into... I wanted to talk about wrestling, but now we're just getting real important questions. Ella J asks, would Kate rather have a Dom Mysterio or Jeff Jarrett watch along? One's going to be shorter than the other, so I feel like the Dom Mysterio watch along would happen. Okay, the, like the watch along concept was, let's take a match from a storied rivalry that's presently going on. Okay. The Ric Flair match already happened, so that ain't still going on. Thank, Thank God. God, that's done. You and I survived it. Oh, Dominic Mysterio ever. doesn't have a storied rivalry, so neither. But if I had to choose one or the other, I would at least watch. I would watch the Dominic Mysterio WrestleMania match again for two reasons: one, Dan Barry, got to see Dan Barry at WrestleMania. God bless. Two. That match was all right because they minimized literally every weakness he had, which was most everything he does. And uh, he wasn't in the match all that much. So I would watch that one. I will say this. You would want the Dominic versus Seth Rollins match from, was it SummerSlam? That was still in the Thunderdome. That was one of Dom's better matches because Seth kind of carried him through it. So in his... like three years since then, he has not had a better match for us to talk about. That's sad. Watch alongs are multiple matches long, Kate. Not the no. ones I do. Yeah, apparently not. You're just picking no. you're picking one at a time. Uh by the way, that Ric Flair's last match, we're coming up on a year from that. And and that wonderful post show you and I did about uh that. That was the only Joel rant I've ever feel like I witnessed. I think there was one other one. I put it in my reel. At one point. You did put it in your reel at one point. That was so funny, too, because that was one of those weeks where, like, we had it this week or this year again with AEW when NXT decided to run a pay-per-view the same day. But WrestleMania week was one of those ones where it was just like, I think I did 12 shows in nine days. And one of them was Ric Flair's last match. And by the time, I think it was, that was the last one I did in that stretch. And I was like, how on earth did I agree to do this at the end of the rope that I was at. I did a battle of the belts post show because we thought maybe this is going to be a thing that matters. It's not. It never was. Um, but <laughs> Get ready for Sean Spears and Luchasaurus. 
Yeehaw. You mean Christian? Yeah, yeah, totally that. Yeah, Sean Spears versus Christian? Canada versus Canada. Let's go, baby. They're not gonna let that happen. Um they should. Nope. I love like we discovered on Wednesday on the mark order that every champion on the AEW roster page has belts except for Luchasaurus doesn't he's not photographed with his belt because he's never touched it. It's hysterical. No, he's got to have it on. He doesn't. Come on. I thought he did because he has like that. um, He has like a sleeve thing for his dinosaur gimmick, but he's not holding the belt. It's amazing. Come on. I refuse to believe that. Unless they changed it. But as of last Wednesday, every champion was listed with their belt except for him. Okay. But, but on the actual battle of the belts, like photo, like the promotional material for this match, he's wearing the belt. Oh, they might have updated it, but as of last Wednesday, he did not. We were cracking up on air. Like, on the roster page, he didn't have it. <laughs> I gotta find this thing. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, we're, I guess we should actually talk about the wrestling. I mean, people are here and talking, so that helps. Well, G1 is around the corner, so we should talk about Mike Mazanin. Yes. I think he... <laughs> D-block champion. A-block champion. A-block he's, champion for... Awesome. <laughs> you think he's pulling out of the block? I think he's pulling out of the block. I think he is the block. <laughs> he's not the block. He's the inflatable letters. <laughs> oh, Michael in the chat saying that that Luchasaurus does not have the title in that uh, promotional photo. It's hysterical. It's I we were in stitches. It's so funny. That's but I so- think we're gonna get Mike Mazanin versus Naito. I think that'll probably be your G one, and that's the show. Everybody, thanks for watching. Good times. Beat the storm and everything. Uh, okay, so let's 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 talk about SmackDown real quick. We'll do. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of our talk is going to be AEW stuff from this week, which is fine by me because there was a lot of good stuff. But uh, SmackDown, that Bloodline Tribal Court, they found a different method of doing it. I found it pretty entertaining. I was I enjoyed it. Uh, I said it a few times on in the weeds that the next story we tell isn't just what happens after someone pins Roman, but it's also the Solo Sokoa story. And we're starting to get to that. And we kind of started, you know, sowing the seeds with that when Paul Heyman was like, the only one person speaks for Roman Reigns. And then Solo was like, eh-eh. and that was that. Uh, what do you think of this, this whole segment? Other than the fact that the bloodline loves, you know, hitting each other in the dick. Well, that's just good old fashioned wrestling. That brought me back to the raw underground days. Grab his dick and twist it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but have a dick twist. <laughs> so good i so i really enjoyed the segment it was that we got like 50 minutes of bloodline stuff on the show that like it 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 noticeably threw off the pace of the rest of the show which was a bummer like seamus getting jobber entrances and stuff was was rough but the content of the segment itself i thought was great like roman is absolutely primed for hollywood man that guy knows how to act like he had those big crocodile tears going he had really good timing with everything and i think Solo's been just incredible. He was someone like of the people that have got called up from NXT. It's kind of as as negative of of a like perception as I don't even want to say perception because we're just criticizing creative. But like the people that were always standing out from NXT are a lot of the ones that got called up now. Like you look at Braun and, and Carmelo aside because they were having reigns, right? But like. Solo was someone that we were just like, man, naturally this guy's great. And he was a face in NXT for a lot of his run. And he was great as a face. And to see him 
And you can kind of see why, right? Like, he's so cool. He's very easy to root for. He's Santos Escobar's like that, where you're like, I just want to root for this guy because he's really cool. Um, and and so to see him come up to the main roster, like, I, I didn't like what they did to Drew at Clash in the Castle, but his run has been pretty much perfect from that point on. Um, and he's done a really, really good job with it. He has a very commanding presence where he doesn't have to say anything to get over it. And I loved the moment he and Heyman had. Um, and then the other people that called up, from NXT other than like this last batch of them, you know, Cameron Grimes, I don't know what they're doing with him. I don't know if they know what they're doing with him, but he obviously stood out and LA Knight was the other one. Um, and I, I don't understand. I think I understand why, but I think it was really dumb that he was not on this show. So the, the reason why I just want to, I want to pull on that because I, I have a theory too, and maybe we're on the same page. You and I've talked about a hundred times and I've said it on other shows about the WWE, the WWE way is to do a, you remember two and a half things from the show and bloodline stuff basically took up two. And then the half was in some ways it was that segment with Oscar and Bianca and Charlotte. Uh, no, it was Grayson Waller and edge. I think. Oh yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. The, you're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but I would, I mean, I, I know the, the you're going to remember two things from SmackDown and I forgot one of them that tells yeah. me how great the rest of the show was. Well, and, and that's the thing, like, I don't, I, that's why I didn't disagree with what you were saying about the rest of the show being weird and like the bloodline segment being the core segment and it affecting the rest of the show. I, I agree with you there. Uh, but yeah, my feeling was you put LA Knight there. It's kind of a, it's not important. And I feel like they want to start capitalizing on the importance of, LA Knight on the show. So why not make him a B story when Roman's not there and Roman isn't always there. So if you get to use that, you take advantage, putting them, not putting him on the show the week after, you know, money in the bank. You can always say he was, he was hurting after he got tossed off the ladder and, you know, took that. Uh, well, he was that, able to beat up hit row in a dark match. Uh, so the dark match. But my point was like on the air, you can make a, you can make a comment about that and, and just make sense as to why he's not on the show if it mattered, but it didn't like it was out of sight, out of mind for a week. You bring him back next week, hopefully. And you start the build to SummerSlam. If it's the U S championship match against Austin theory, that's fine. Have theory come out and be like, I beat everyone. No one else is important. And then LA Knight comes out and says, I'm important. Yeah. And then we've built to that. So uh, yeah, the, the, I don't know if you agree with that as that being the reason, or if you have something else in your head, what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I think they have no choice but to acknowledge that he's a face and not a heel and that they're trying to figure out what to do. And I think, I think the move is he dethrones Austin theory. 
Uh, Austin Theory is just not in a he's not in a good way right now, man. Like they they cannot put him in back to back spots with Grayson Waller because Grayson Waller is out kicking his coverage on every segment he does, and he's been here for like ten minutes. Um, but I think the move is probably LA Knight beats Austin Theory, and I would have sent him out there after Sheamus just to plant the seed. Just I'm someone that says just just have him go get the pop, like have him go out there talk some shit to Austin Theory and you're going to run Brawling Brutes versus this trio of Austin Theory and and pretty deadly but like I'm the person that's like just have him go out and do it because you're in Madison Square Garden and it's going to get a massive reaction and then come back to it after you've cleared out this weird three on three that has never made sense like they've never explained why pretty deadly and Austin Theory are friends and they are not naturally friends it's very weird um, <clears throat> but I just think you have to do a better creative job than that because uh, he's a face. So if Austin or if if Roman is writing this massive heel manipulator gaslighter story, have the guy that gets pops for the right reasons, like out there doing it as well. Because he's he's the top baby face that's in a single star at least right now on SmackDown. You could argue the whole roster. I think Cody still has a ton of juice despite them making him an injury-prone loser. Um, but <laughs> I, think, uh, I, I think really it, it, it's a missed opportunity. I, I understand why they did it, whether it's that two and a half reasons thing or it's they just want the timing of it to be better with an Austin Theory feud because they set things up in a very paint-by-numbers way. Uh, but I just think, get him on the show. It's almost worse to send him out there for a dark match. It's almost worse to be like he's here, but we're not putting him on the show. It's almost a worse thing to do. The, ignore what I just did. That wasn't a toothbrush that just fell. Throw off. it away. Just throw yeah. it away out there. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. I could actually. My garbage can's right there. Um, yeah, I just felt like the LA Knight return. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really care where it's going to be. As long as the pop is big, and it will be, regardless of where they are, because you know if they really want to, they can manipulate it. I get MSG is a big moment. I don't think WWE needs to play to the crowd for this particular moment because you're not giving him anything other than an, an appearance. So for me, it was like, do you give him? And they gave him the appearance at Madison Square Garden. It was off, you know, it was on TV. It was off of TV. I mean, it was fine, and and people were happy about that. For me, I would rather. Just do the story. Don't give me a sugar rush booking. Give me, get me there eventually. I don't need to see it right away. And I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to be a little bit more patient if they're planning for something going into SummerSlam. You got four weeks to tell the story. It's a mid-card title. You, you still have Roman on the show effectively, you know, for the next four weeks potentially, or at least three out of the four weeks. So it's not so bad not seeing LA Knight at least this week on the show because that bloodline story, it, it would have been fully lost LA Knight on the show. In my opinion, it just, everyone was talking about bloodline. And then of course, edge coming back was another big deal. The Grayson Waller match went really, really well. And it was a long match. It made sense to go that long edge putting over Grayson Waller is something that's worthwhile. I felt like he, LA did, put him over. he did put him over. He said he can, he can swim. He said he can swim, but he's, like Edge still won the match. Edge won um, the match, but put him over on the microphone afterwards and said, "Sure, this, this guy swims." I, I don't sure, think. Sure, when I don't people think say that he put him match. over, I'm like, 
Oh, vocally, yes, but didn't put them over in the ring. Like those are two different things. Not yet. Um, there will come a time, in my opinion, where Edge is going to be like, I want this guy to beat me. I want to look up the lights, but this guy, he is, uh, for all intents and purposes, a, a star in the making. And I know that there are plans for him, expectations of him, and he is knocking it out of the park in ways that I think a lot of people didn't expect, which is great. And on top of that, I don't, uh, I'm not going to say it. I don't know if he came in with an experience in wrestling. I know he had a reality TV background, but I don't know for sure if he, I think he may have wrestled in Australia a little bit. And if he did, he did, he did a little bit, I think. Yes. Did. Okay. Cause I know like his big thing was being a reality TV star in Australia and being on survivor and yada, yada survivor, Australia, not us survivor. Um, and that's something that WWE would tout as like, he is a homegrown PC superstar and they would love to do that. And I'm sure they're still going to do that because he doesn't have many matches. Uh, AJ Francis is another guy, you know, top dollar. He had some indie matches, but they are going to try and tout him as a PC developed star star is like a light term here because it's top dollar but i mean bianca's the one if if there's someone that you point to and say the performance center works it's bianca that's the gal she came in with literally no experience she came in with a ton of athleticism and she's one of the biggest stars in the world um and arguably before that it was alexa bliss and that's popularity ability to go making a title and all that stuff she was probably the last one before uh, Bianca. And Bianca, I think um, everybody everybody has different strengths and weaknesses, right? So I don't mean to sound negative on Alexa's in ring because I think she's better than people give her credit for. But her wheelhouse is character and microphone and all that. Bianca, I feel like, is is a more well-rounded example where I feel like she's almost like that Seth Rollins um it's like five tool player kind of thing where she's, she checks every box at a very high level where I feel like Alexa's is a little bit more lopsided. Um, but I, I think Grayson Waller is, he's someone that was really frustrated to watch on NXT because of the booking and because his finisher is dumb, but he's good. Like he's really good in the ring. You could tell he had something on the mic, but they would just script these promos where he was just lying to us constantly and they would have him lose all the time. So if they take care with him, he could be really, really, really great for them. Um, I, I thought of a really fun angle that I don't think they're going to do because I think we're getting Randy Orton. Um, I think we're getting RK Bro and Drew versus Imperium, and Drew turns on RK Bro to turn heel, which I think is a great call. That's um, not a I've, heel turn at all. <laughs> RK Bro was babyface. Yeah, but like now. <laughs> I mean, He's booked face. I know He's people, ain't, people aren't really cheering real that much these days. They used to. They don't. They don't care though. Like, look at yeah, it's presentation. They're, yeah, they're Shayna turned on Ronda and she's getting the cheers. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull off Bianca turning heel on Charlotte. Uh, so they don't really. They've been calling LA Knight a heel, and he's been getting cheered at the building. So, um, but I do think. I think there's something really fun in the idea of Grayson Waller losing to Edge, but Edge saying he can go. Maybe he loses to Cena at SummerSlam, or like maybe there's just other legends that are around backstage. You could have him put on good matches, but lose to, and then Randy Orton comes back and is like, "Hey, kid, to be a legend killer, you actually have to beat these guys." 
and Randy Orton's in like the legend category now and him having had a legend killer run and Waller having really great showings, but not getting the big win. Oh, I think that could be a really, really, really fun story. And it's a fun way to have a face Randy Orton because I, I feel like Randy's a naturally better heel, but like being the kind of face that's talking down to kids is kind of a, a fun angle with that. Uh, but we'll see. I, I think we're probably getting RK Bro reunited and and Drew turning to even the numbers game against Imperium. But okay, but, but what yeah. if what if Randy and Drew turn and beat up Riddle? You have a baby face tag team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> I'm glad, glad. I have no interest in Riddle. Like he's <laughs> he's fantastic in the ring. That's like undeniable. But I have no interest in that guy. Um, Oh, like in a character standpoint, put some shoes on, get in the ring, take a day off from the old weed. <laughs> he ain't gonna do that. Get Remember, rid of your CGI birds. I don't know if you remember. Day. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a time before he signed with WWE where people would look at Matt Riddle and say, "Oh, Vince will never sign him." And when asked why, everyone's response was, "They'll see the tattoo on his ribs of the mushroom." And Vince will say, we can't have that here. When in reality, I was sitting there listening to every, you know, Tom, Dick and Pundit say this and just laughing my ass off being like, you think Vince gives a shit about a mushroom tattoo? You know how easy it is to explain what that tattoo is without explaining what that tattoo is? They just didn't want to deal with the weed problem. <laughs> they literally changed the wellness policy for this guy. That's right. That's why Randy Orton was like, this guy's, this guy's all right by me. Him and, him and uh, Rob Van Dam, they were just like, yeah, all right. I guess we should probably do something because uh, we can only make so much money from these guys. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Mike telling me to lean into that Vince impression. God damn it. I always lean into it. It's an old man, Vince McMahon. It's the, it's the current day Vince McMahon. Oh, my God. Do Shadow Puppets next. Little bunny foo-foo. I think you have to do it near the lights. That's how it works. But then it's not like aligned with my thing. That's fair. Oh, man. Yeah. So I, I could see it happening. I think the Drew turn happens maybe differently. But again, I don't know where it goes. You, Randy then turning and being like, I'm going after Roman and Drew being like, oh, I'm going after the other guy. I think that would be fun. Again, they both beat up Matt Riddle and then they both turn to each other and say, shake oh, hands. No. And they say, we're each going our separate way. See you on SmackDown. They're going to do, they'll do Kevin Owens and Sammy versus RK bro. Cause yes, that'll be, that'll actually be a lot of fun. And or, I mean, Riddle is fantastic in the ring. I just, his character is a yawn. He's expecting a kid, so uh, congratulations to him. Congratulations, Papa Riddle. P Papa Riddle is something else you do. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm on Adderall, not Riddling. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, that's how we got on this situation in the first place. <laughs> hey, while y'all are here, just leave a thumbs up on the video, okay? Go ahead, do that. Get, there. get, it, get it out there. Tell people we're talking about nonsense about wrestling. Uh, we did the Bloodline stuff, so Jay versus... Uh, Roman at SummerSlam seems to be it. Do you think they'll change it between now and then, or is it going to be a one-on-one -on -one match? Um, It's possible that they run back the tag match, but I think it'll probably be a one-on-one -on -one match. I think they'll have a, another Civil War one so that Jimmy gets wiped out. Like I think you have to take Jimmy out in the process to justify why it's a one-on-one -on -one match, and you probably have Solo get taken out too. 
kind of sows some nice seeds for Solo's dissension with Roman. Like uh, he he gets his ass beat, and he's like, well, "Where was Roman to help me?" Um, so I, I think that could be a whole bunch of fun. But I think we'll we'll probably get to the one on one match by SummerSlam. We got a we got a month. So my feeling was when I meant run it back, it was a, a triple threat. I didn't mean run it back. I meant like, will they change this match, become a triple threat, make it the Usos versus Roman as a Jimmy and Jay versus Roman Reigns match? Or do you just keep it Jay and Roman? Uh, I think you keep it Jay and Roman and both sides have to take out, have the other guys taken out or you stipulate that, that Jimmy and Solo can't be there. Cause then you also have like a, a more vulnerable Roman in that way. So I think it's good. Paul Heyman in a shark cage. Let's go. I would pay money for that. I would All too. Time. It's it's time Paul for Heyman new, in a shark cage. Hell it's yeah. Time, time for new toys. So we got to do uh Paul. Heyman. You remember those days when it would be like five years ago, they'd be like, Oh, we have a new toy coming out. And then it's going to be like the Braun Strowman ambulance that he can dissect with his hands. And then that, that night on raw, they would have Braun Strowman take out an entire ambulance with his hands. Do you remember those days? Get these ambulance hands. Yep. Sure do. Oh, man. I, Alex does a tremendous, I'm not finished with you, Braun Strowman impression. It is one of my favorite that he does. Who was it that, I think it was KO during a press conference did a Braun Strowman, like better than Braun Strowman and just hit it. That was that was good stuff. So uh, go go find that. Uh, yeah. So that's KO's the best. KO is the best. So yeah, I I, I could see it being the the one on one, but I would still love Jimmy and Jay, Jimmy versus Jay versus Roman, and have Roman just gaslight his way into the triple threat, and eventually gaslight his way into the victory. A whole lot of dick kicking in that match because it's legal in a triple threat. So much, so many stereo super kicks to Roman in that, and so many dick kicks. It's a very dick-heavy episode so far. <laughs> it's like Fightful of Old. As long as Sean doesn't show up, we're going to be okay. <sighs> oh, that's that's usually the harbinger of death when I say that out loud, isn't My it? My God, he showed up to talk about his London trip on like four different shows last week. Yeah, he did the... For like a half hour each time. I was did, like, Sean. He did the naked rough. attention bit on our show before he did it anywhere else. I know he used us as a workshop, which I don't appreciate. Come on, man. Workshopping your material on overbooked. I see what you're doing, Sean. At least get us some donations. Get us some super chats. I know. And it's, here's the thing. He didn't just like pop on to a bunch of shows. He was there for like a half hour. He did a raw. Came on on raw too. Oh God. Yeah. That sounds awesome. And then he reviewed it on listening to boy. Yeah, that was the worst part. I don't know if you watched that. I actually did not. And I, I love watching that show, but it was a busy week. Nice save. I love oh, watching please. the show. Please. I do love watching the show. <laughs> I like it because of Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. oh, the best part I like it because the guy who is like behind hey, a lot guys. of the, the payment part. No, but I, I do appreciate like. I like that he has a business perspective without them being like, it's wrestling business talk. But like he has uh, a business mind just in general. So I, I like when his insights are at the forefront. Sorry, I just saw this in the chat. <laughs> Since Trish can't do the chick kick, she needs to adopt. Oh, perfect. <laughs> That's WrestleMania 20. That was the Jericho Christian feud. That's, That's right. 
And Shinsuke and or those weren't dick kicks, I guess. Those were just that was Rochambeau. Notes. That was just Rochambeau. Okay. That was five years ago. They did AJ and, and Shinsuke. Oh my god, that was fun too. Yeah, they the Claymore the motorcycle. <laughs> the gender randomly has a motorcycle and Drew destroyed it. Oh my it. god, that's right. <laughs> they have I was like, these guys were in the same stable. Are you gonna talk about that at all? Nah, why would you do that? That's too much. And again, like the the shark cage with Enzo was because of the stupid shark cage toy that they were bringing out. That was great. It's marketing. Mwah. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's cinema. It's cinema. It's definitely cinema. It's definitely cinema. I uh, I don't want to stop talking about SmackDown without talking about the incredible women's match that we had. Remember that 20-minute classic that they put on? Yes, that was a banger, right. as the kids put it. Excellent stuff. Asuka feels like a really, really, really important champion. Well, nobody's ready for her, and that's why she's very important here. WWE creative ain't ready for her. I'll tell you that much. You want to feel like the fifth most important person in your own segment? Great. Unfortunately, that's what they've done with her forever. It's such a waste of uh, a really, really like over and connected character. And that moment in Saudi Arabia was like a big one. And then they just were like, yeah, Charlotte's back. Yeah, but now she, why doesn't she speak English well? She's been living here forever. She got missed in a big ass like lion head mask. She's awesome. She is awesome. I, I wish they would do something again with her. Awesome. Like the Mrs. G1 run. Yeah, maybe put Asuka in the G1. Make it the first. No, Asuka in the G1? G1? Fuck yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we're just putting everyone in the G1 now. Let's do it. Braun Strowman, G1. <laughs> Bray Wyatt, G1. Yeah. Guy Jin, get these hands. <laughs> Why does he speak like that? He only knows the word Guy Jin and he does his thing. It's a WWE thing. I don't know what it is. What if we needed to cut a promo at the end of the night? Just, just don't let him, okay? But it's tradition in New Japan. Just trust me on this. Bring him, out like in front of their, like in front of their step and repeat. I'm just like, Shingo, come get these. <laughs> and every time he's out there, he has to read it off of his arm. It's like Hiroshi Tana. What does that say? Tana Heishai, get these hands. Um, nah, finish with you. <laughs> I don't know why I started Braun, doing Braun, it's a it's a tournament, Braun. Oh. <laughs> Literally, you are by definition me. finished with him. <laughs> <laughs> you literally cannot be finished with it. <laughs> there are going to be people just being like, what the hell are these people on? The question is, why aren't you on it with us? Okay. Yeah. It's called the G1. Look it up. Is that a drug? For some people. It's it true. is for me this year. New Japan's on a heater, man. Everything I'm not getting from ROH, I'm getting from New Japan, and that makes me very happy. It's going to be uh, Kate and Reg's New Japan extravaganza. Oh my God, hearing Reg talk about like Desperado. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, Reg talking about Despy. 100%. Despy is lit right now. He's out there <laughs> doing things. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, shout out to Reg. He's great. Righteous Reg. Wretched uh, Reg is Reg. Reg. a guy. <laughs> it, the problem is, it starts to sound like Wretched Reg, and I just don't want him to have that moniker. No, that's so mean. No, I laughed so hard when Alex set up the, we did a collision post show, which was not all that sour. Um, but 
he was like a lot of cinema, a lot of people would call it, but I'm not calling it that because I don't want Reg to be mad at me was like in the Fightful Select description. And I was like, it's canon. It's written down on Select. Oh my God. It's he been finally t- has a friend. Good for him. We all yeah. have friends here. Uh, we're friends with money, so go ahead and donate a super chat, okay? Uh, let's talk some CM Punk, some collisions, sure. some dynamite. Let's let's go. Well, we can't talk dynamite because CM Punk's not on dynamite. But apparently, according to FIFA Select, he pitched himself to be a part of Blood and Guts. <laughs> the reporting is that of Punk course he did. Look, himself. of course he did, because that's a great intro into the trio that we're not going to get. Um, it it would make so much sense. So it's it's good sound wrestling. He knows they're not going to do it, but hell yeah, push for it. It's better than Jericho maybe, maybe in it again for no reason. So I'm reading this. The funniest joke we ever had is the Miz in the G1. because It's, it's not a joke. Funny. It's a real life story. Here's what's happening. Michael Mizanin is going to finish his story in the G1 <laughs> before Cody Rhodes finishes healing from a single injury <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna win the briefcase he's gonna defend it against naito and he's gonna go all the way to wrestle kingdom we've been here we've done it let's talk about punk so the miz versus sonata the miz versus sonata is the match you need so we the, have, the, we have like a, I'm t- the miz is taking over lij he's gonna win yep. the title it's all good anyway punker los gobernables de miz they awesome. <laughs> LIA is what they are. <laughs> we're the best. We have we're we're the worst at this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it opposite stay? It is. I don't know why we do this show sometimes. And then I see people laughing at our stupid shit and here oh, we yeah, are. Yeah, because we're fun. We're fun we are, people. Yes. We are fantastic. Uh, okay. Punk. Blood and guts. I love the idea of Punk being like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'll play I'll play nice. And then everyone being like, LOL, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, there's and, no way he's going to be in it. No. It was like, it's like that one guy being like, uh, oh, was it Sean who said it? No. Someone else may have said it. it was like that one person who's going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'll mow the lawn," but then you knew that the, mo- the, the that the lawn was already being mowed by somebody else. So you were just trying trying to be nice when really you knew like someone else is going to do the job anyway. That's kind of how it felt with Punk. I just I think people don't realize how much stuff gets pitched versus the ratio of things that get greenlit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it wasn't. There's been elevated creative discussions. It was this got pitched like. Sean said Chelsea Green was like, I have 70 ideas. I'm going to pitch them all to you, and you're going to listen to me, and we'll go with one of them. Like, people pitch stuff all the time. So I, I think maybe we don't need to. Maybe because he's he has creative input. Like, people are – it would be a lot of fun, and it would make so much creative sense. But they're not going to do it, and that's fine. Maybe if Punk went to Will Washington. Maybe he did go to Will Washington. We maybe. don't know. I'd love to see a world where Will and Punk have to interact in that way where Will, where Punk approaches Will Washington and says, I have an idea. What if you put me in blood and guts? Now, Phil, what are you trying to pitch here? Well, you see, it's me and Blackpool Combat Club for one night only versus the elite. Everyone wants it and everyone wants to see it, right? That's what we're going to do. And we'll be like, now, Phil. And it becomes a complete parenting moment for, for Will. 
Okay. A Will teachable and moment. Yeah, it's a teachable moment. A thank you. But instead, he's like, I'll take it to Tony. He'll take it under advisement. We'll think about it. And Phil's like, think about it. And Will's like, I will not. And then they walk away, and that's the end of the story. I just like the idea that the elite ends up with a bushy and the Blackpool Combat Club ends up with CM Punk. It's just funny. Like, that's just literally very funny to me. Who is who is the other man? Who is the other guy with the Blackpool Combat Club? Is it Jericho? Are we going to do Jericho? I really hope not, but probably. He was in both of the first two. If there's one thing Chris Jericho is going to do, it's find his way into this stuff. <laughs> Always does. Jeff Jarrett, just to make me hate everything. So I will say this. So with Jericho, the reason why to me it makes sense that he would do this is because he had Callis and Takesha on his show uh, on Talk is Jericho not too long ago talking about the whole thing. And one thing Jericho loves to do is like kind of slowly bring his way into these stories. And this is how he does it. Oh, yeah. This is how he always does it. So I would appreciate it if he would stop doing it because he's... <laughs> going to be Jericho and Takeshita before you I, know it. God, I just don't. Like, of all the things I don't need, it's that star getting anchored down by that guy. Jericho um, and Takeshita at all in. Woof. Uh, there were also reports that, like, the Takeshita heel turn was not going to be a, a long-lasting thing, necessarily, because this was, this was pretty freshly after he had turned heel, or it was, like, becoming obvious he was going to kind of... Um, like, I think they know how much people like this guy. Uh, I would be very interested to see him maybe beat Orange Cassidy for the international title. That could be a whole bunch of fun. Um, but I, it's probably going to be Jericho, and I have no interest in that. Like, I'm not a Jericho hater, but his recent string of stuff has just been bad. Like, the Adam Cole stuff was awful. The six-man was terrible. Terrible. I don't know if you went back and watched Forbidden Door like I did. It was even worse there than it was live. Yikes. It was bad live. And I it remember was bad live. It was worse on TV because you saw those table spots and woof. Yeah, it was not great. It was a mess. Minoru Suzuki was probably like, what the hell am I doing here? Oh, yeah. No, Suzuki was like, I'm getting my money and I am getting out and of it. And that was fine. Yeah, the Jericho thing is weird. But the problem is Jericho, he's still a star. He's still very popular. He still has a theme that people like to sing for some reason. And as a result, he's got to be featured on the show. So you... Break up with your faction! Well, he did. He effectively said, we're done. And it's going to lead to them eventually all being failures and then all reuniting by, I don't know, all outs and then restarting their reign of boring. Or you thought I was going to say something else? No, just a reign of boring. Like hearing MJF talk about a reign of terror for the past few months, like hearing reign of boring is pretty great. Uh, I, I, he's, he's obviously still very over and he's a legend. And I, I don't know if his recent in-ring work is an indicator of the fact he doesn't have it anymore or he's just going through a weird couple months. Like that happens. Um, but I for like a blood and gut spot alongside the Blackpool combat club that feels so disconnected and the way they just skated by the Sammy Guevara stuff to get to this, if that's what they're doing is terrible. Like they were basically fighting for Sammy Guevara to stay in the Jericho appreciation society. And Jericho was like, I've taught you well, bye. 
Like, what are we doing? That um, was on the floor. That was dropped on the floor. Absolutely. That was dropped on the floor. And I, I don't like it when they do stuff like that. Like that stuff annoys me. Because um, there's things that we talked about this on Select a little bit yesterday. There's things that AEW does really well when they leave stuff simmering in the background, getting back to Starks and Hobbs, right? And then there's things that change because of circumstances. And I think that deters things, injuries, leaves of absence, pregnancies, whatever. And then there's things that they just drop and they never pick back up again. Like I've, and it's mixed. Cause like, I feel like Swerve and Starks or Swerve and Starks, Starks and Hobbs was a great long burn. And I feel like Swerve and Keith Lee is a terrible long burn and it was so white hot and they should have just done it in the moment. And this is bad. It was supposed to happen at double or nothing. That match was supposed to, that match was on the ticket for double or nothing. And it got live for some reason. And I don't know why. It was so personal that I was like, they should have blown it off even on TV or whatever. Like yep. it was, it was one of those ones that was just so hot that it was like, and I know they did the cinder block thing and then they gave sort of a stable, but like, not everything needs to be that long when it's like that visceral of a hatred that you've built. So I, I feel like that pacing with some of these stories isn't great, but I'll tell you what, I'm a, me and Howie Day are colliders. Woof, I saw that tweet. Stop stealing your own tweets. The dawn is breaking. One LD photos that is a super chat saying money to keep Sean away. Thank you. Best $2 uh, ever spent. Thank you. $2 a minute keeps Sean off our ticket. There you go. Did that rhyme? Almost. Almost. It's a slant rhyme. Not at all a slant rhyme. <laughs> so, okay, let's, let's, let's fantasy. Collision had its, its best episode, I think, yesterday. It did. I, and before we get there, I want to bring up the punk in, uh, in, in war games, the punk in blood and guts theory. Uh, Obviously, it's not happening. We know this. What what would have been the story? What would have been the point? What would have what would have transpired if you had done Punk in that match? Considering the history that's there with him and the Elite and everything, would it even would anyone really ever have enjoyed him being in that match, knowing who it was against? Like if it was literally Punk is the fifth man on BCC side and Ibushi is the fifth man on the Elite side. Would anyone would people be into that, or would it just be like, the hell are we doing here? What happened to this to the bigger story? Oh, I I think it's the I think it's a really great foray into the bigger story. Um, I I think there's a whole lot of fun to be had there of who he might like to have that level of violence be the first time that they're back in a squared circle together could be really, really fun, but you have to be setting it up with the things that they're not, it doesn't sound like they're willing to do yet. Like if you do that, that has to be the start of the trios match or at least Punk and Omega. And I think Omega's got Osprey at Wembley. We know that basically, right? Um, so I, th I think the timing for that's not great, but hell yeah, I want to see the, the hottest tension that there is in wrestling in the most violent type of match that there kind of is. Well, my, my point is like you have 10 days to put it together. Well, that's and, why they're not doing it. Yeah, I get that. But the point is like, if you pitched it and Tony was like, yes, let's do it. How do you get that story hot in 10 days? Other than the fact that it's like, 
I get it. There's the pent up frustration, yada yada. Is it, do you do a surprise, surprise mother effer, and that's how it goes, or do you do you wait until the the night of the show for the surprise? Do you do it the week before? Like, what? How do you how do you play it out? And and obviously, it's going to be a 50-50 split as to like how people feel about Punk being a competitor in that match. But like, how would you even make it um, appealing with little time to build it? With this little time, I think you just have them show up day of. Because I, I think if it hadn't gotten leaked, that's a hell of a swerve. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. a major swerve if it hadn't gotten leaked. Um, so I, I think you just have him, surprise, surprise, motherfucker, as you just said. <laughs> like, if, I think that's the the way to do it this late in the game. Um, but it's it's a complete waste if it's not followed up with the things that it should lead to, right? So... All I'm saying is next year that should be it. It should just, but it's just Punk versus the elites. No FTR, no FTR, no Rick. Well, there won't be a Ricky. We'll talk about that in a minute. That just, just Punk versus the elite in a double cage in a double ring. Just have at it. I'm in with weapons. Yeah, weapons. Yeah. Just. I feel like it has to be Eddie Kingston's the fifth man on the other side then. Sam Punk, sorry to Bushi, but we have to bump him out. I think oh, it's got to yeah. be Kingston. Yeah, just do just do a four on one. No, you know what? Make it five on one. Really, just go against the tide. Just oh, have yeah. Punk and Punk beats them all. LOL. Punk wins. Punk wins. Muffins everywhere. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. It's just you know how you know how in in Mario Kart, if you play, you can pick like item specific that you use. And like you can pick like the red shell only or no blue shells. You have punk do muffins and spin drift only. Yeah, I knew that's a thing. I had to sneeze, so I got out of my point real quick. God love you. Oh, don't know where that happened. Uh, so let's talk. Let's let's go to collision. Let's talk about it. You did the watch along for Punk and Joe. Did it deliver? Did this match deliver to you? Punk is going to the finals of the Owen tournament, taking on ricky starks next week in calgary in actual stampede country because regina is far from stampede country i wanted to beat up kevin kelly for that god damn it look when in regina no one is ever fuzzy wuzzy all over everything according to dax hartwood so um horny ass motherfucker <laughs> so i i think the tag match was better than punk joe i think punk joe was phenomenal for an entire other reason right like i it was very i was glad we did the watch along because it was very much in the the style of those matches um the first two if you don't know first two went to a time limit draw and then the third one ended with punk going for a roll-up and samoa joe turning in a sequence of like a coquina clutch two suplexes and another coquina clutch and so this time punk went for the roll-up and won so it was a nice nod um to the third match of the trilogy and the punk going to the headlock was just like such a beautiful nod to the story and also was still like as logical of a tactic today as it would have been then because it's Samoa Joe is still an absolute beast right so I thought the match was great it hit really hard like it for all the people who were like punk's body is not going to hold up i was like well they're not shying away from anything because he's getting his ass kicked in these opening <laughs> sets of matches <laughs> like joe beat the hell out of him um, but it I thought it was a, a blast. I thought it was a really fun moment. I loved the, the gym shorts that were in the 
ROH style that he was wearing, but like a nod to the Bret Hart tribute gear against Stone Cold, I thought was really fun. Joe looked great. Joe is is so unbelievable at so many things about this. The promos going into this were really strong, but like, man, when Samoa Joe is in his wheelhouse, there's no one better. Like that guy is so menacing. Like he and that um, like bad guys who are just fully in control are so much scarier to me than the ones that are wiling out of control. And Samoa Joe is always in control. Like he, he rarely is he like yelling in a promo. Like he's just, he's so menacing because he's always so cool, calm and collected about it. Like just the best. Just so, so intimidating. And Punk doesn't have the youth on his side anymore, but he definitely had the same, story and kind of approach but he won this time and joe saying after the match you've never been better than me a day in your life <laughs> holy shit <laughs> set it up do it again do you do it do you do it at a ring of honor show for the tv title uh do i or does tony khan because well t- tony tony ain't gonna fill that uh that little arena near you with uh nothing he's not gonna He's going to take nothing before he wastes Samoa Joe and CM Punk out of way to fill up an arena. They're uh, they're going to set up something good with... They set up something good already with Claudio and Mark Briscoe. The story they chose to get there took a hard left, but the the work that Eddie Kingston, Mark Briscoe, and Claudio did around it was phenomenal. So I think that's enough of a headliner here. I don't know what they do with Joe. I don't think... If it's CM Punk, we might have to skip my cousin's wedding. I'm sorry. Um, but I do think... I think they'll probably run just like Joe against they had Kyle Fletcher get three wins against former TV champions. They'll probably like just do that or something. Cause they, they really don't care. Uh, but I, I think they run this back a, eventually again, but definitely in, in AEW. maybe for the ROH title, but they defend those titles in AEW more than they do in ROH. So who cares? Shout out to the, uh, the the Ring of Honor tag team champions, exactly. Yeah, who have never defended an ROH. Feels like the Kingdom should just be gifted those titles on principle. Should have won the damn ladder match. Reach I for the it. sky ladder match, and then they've never defended them in ROH since. I sat there at that stupid when they announced the ladder match. I said Kingdom should win. And everyone was like, "No, the Kingdom sucks. It's going to be Lucha Bros." I'm like, and then what? Well, ideally, you'd have the Lucha Bros, I don't know, defend them. Yeah. Put I'd on incredible matches with a bunch of young tag teams. Yeah, that's fine. I'd love to know what's going on there. I'd love to know why they're on the back burner, why they're not performing. If it's injuries and they're banged up, or Triple A said, oh. you know, keep them cool before Triple Mania. No, Joe, they're on the show. They're just not defending their titles. They're in like four man matches and shit. They're there. They're just not defending the titles. It's even more stupid. It's very stupid. That's why. Mm-hmm. Chris Byers sends us a super chat saying, do we do punk versus Joe at all? in?" I don't hate the idea. You got to do something with punk at all in, uh, you know, the Wembley stadium is big enough that you can put punk on one end of the, of the stadium and then put the elite on the other end of the stadium. Sure. So, they, so yeah. they all survived forbidden door. I don't Egos know how everything. it was. I don't know how it was God. so hot in that backstage area where we were. I'm it sure was. We were. Maybe it was the heat from, from the fellas. Uh, Maybe it was. Actually, it was because that was catering and it was hot there. No, no, no. It was the tension. <sighs> it was the heat. It was the heat, brother. From catering. Uh, 
you could do that. I I feel like Ricky, I just feel. Sorry, go ahead. I feel like Ricky Starks is turning heel on CM Punk. It's the opposite of what I want to happen. Oh, I think Punk is going to kick Ricky Starks in the dick to win this thing. I would love that. I there is such a a, a perfect thing of CM Punk There's a really, really great thing of CM Punk and Jay White leading the Bullet Club. And my God, what that could do as a stable would be insane. Um, I, I love that idea. My problem with Starks turning on Punk is that Punk is tweener at best right now. So I feel like your issue is people still want to cheer Ricky Starks and they still want to boo CM Punk. Um, and I think you're you're inevitably not going to get away from that, which sucks. Uh, So I I hope they don't do that. The idea of CM Punk betraying FTR and betraying Ricky Starks to join up with Jay White, Samoa Joe and him mending fences and him, Samoa Joe just occasionally popping up in that stable with the guns. Like there's some money in there. Like it's whew. Jay White and CM Punk on the same side of things is a scary thought. Like, and it, and they're both so good at what they do, and they're so different in the way that they do it. Like, my God, like, there's a ton of money in that. But with the way Joe and Punk ended, it feels like it's going the other way. And I love Ricky Starks as a heel. I think he's a better heel than a face. Uh, I think he's phenomenal at both. But. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work. I'm just, I'm laughing because this is how, you know, you have people who really pay attention to you. I was so close to making a leftover corn joke before I saw this pop up. <laughs> we were talking about the heat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it. And I was like, how did Ryan read my mind? We talked about <laughs> corn. I realized that, but like, it's this corn. Is he got the corn. He did get the corn. How people get it. Uh, that's, pe- that's how you know people are listening, and that's unfortunate. So the, <laughs> I just I just feel. I think the punk thing really does end with him kicking Ricky Starks in the dick and winning. I just do. I love it. <laughs> and it's I, don't, so- I don't think it's that. I think I think punk is outsmarts him. Yeah, and that's fine. But it's I a slower burn. I think Ricky has a a uh, an answer for everything, and then eventually Punk just gets frustrated, and that's my purse. I don't know you, and just kicks him in the dick when the referee's not looking, and down he goes, and that's the, you know he he ends up getting the win, uh, picks him up, does does the the GTS, and then that's it. Uh, that all in mind, the I said this on a few different shows. I mentioned that the biggest. Um, important factor of punks like i guess reactions was going to be how it how regina reacts to him and i people were just being like you're joking you're just you just want to say regina to say regina no i'm canadian i'm canadian we got that out of our system in the fifth grade okay actually it's gina it's actually 40 year old version yes so that said the reason why i was saying it is because they were going to a town that was basically your middle america but middle canada 
it was a place where most of the people there are just wrestling fans going to the show, not terminally online, not as connected as people in the major markets. So as a result, I was seriously interested in how CM Punk would be played out there. I knew he would get cheered. I don't hate that he went out at the beginning of the, that was a very Canadian thing, went out, went out. out in the, at the beginning of the show and cut a very baby face promo. It was a little panderous. And that's why I was like, okay, I it was extremely here. panderous. The whole, whole promo was pandering. Thanks. It was, yes, he said it. nothing in that promo. Beautifully, <laughs> beautifully <laughs> delivered, but he said nothing. <laughs> yes. And because of that, I was like, okay, they're going to cheer him no matter what happens tonight. And Joe also is Joe. People are going to be on his side until the bell rings. And then they're going to see Joe be a dick. And then they're going to cheer for someone. And they needed to cheer for Punk. So him going out there and cutting that promo made perfect sense. But the crowd was already into Punk regardless. At the start of the night, that was it. I'm waiting to see how he starts to fall when he gets into more... Um, title related stories because we're sure. getting there and that's when pe- that's when he's going to have to make a decision or at least someone's going to have to make a decision as to how he should be viewed if this person this versus this person and i get that it's fluid shades of gray yada yada triple h but this is an opportunity for right now punk to kind of go back and forth and then afterwards go hard go hard heel punk and be like y'all were hypocrites i played you like fiddles you cheered me here you booed me there but now you know you you still followed me and you know sucked my d along the way uh don't know why i went that hard line but here we are here we are because it's been a dick heavy show we we said it earlier yeah that's right sometimes you need your dick to go um kicking someone in the dick is pretty smart how many times kate how many times have i been in a wrestling show with you and i said kick him in the dick it's it's frequent it's pretty frequent uh i feel like we talked about this a little bit on select yesterday man fdr dropping the titles to juice and jay and cm punk pulling the title he never lost out of his red bag hopefully he actually has it this time i don't know that just feels like if you're trying to put a, a stakeholder in the ground for collision feels like a good one and alex said this too can you imagine FT Ricky versus the three of them and just a, a neutral but evil House of Black watching on the sidelines as spectators while these guys beat the hell out of each other. That could be real fun. Could be a lot of fun. That's true. Something just came across my timeline. And I'm it's sorry. really neat. Scarlet Bordeaux and Killer Cross were at the Barbie premiere dressed up on the pink carpet they look badass by the way you want to talk about a, a, a two people that i wish had more going for them on uh, in the wrestling show but like they look good cross looks good it's gotta look good somewhere i guess <laughs> that's the thing you gotta look that good. was on smackdown too wasn't it <laughs> uh, here's two minutes and you're going to lose clean to a phenomenal forearm while girls squabble on the outside. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. The most women's match of the night was when that happened. <laughs> the most action the women had was when me and him beat the shit out of Scarlett. 
This is what kills me. People will be like, you just are looking for something to complain about. I'm like, no, nah, it ruined the rest of the show, though. Like, it did. It, it sucked the wind out of it. It's, it it's, was a fantastic it, segment. It killed the rest of the show. It's it's on Scarlet's Twitter, by the way, for those who were asking. And it looks really good. It's like a six-second clip. It's like a six-second thing. Uh, it's it's a vine. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> it's a vine. Anyway, so yeah, the punk, um, the punk stuff on Collision is good. And if it's true that he's taken a like vested interest in the success of the show then I'm super into that. And I'm glad that he wants to do that. And I hope that he does it in a way that also puts over other talent because God knows that's something that we could be using right now, uh, which kind of brings me to my next point. Andrade. <laughs> Is he ready to get the hell out of there or what? Because <laughs> Oh, I loved this. Are you kidding? A couple of weeks ago, maybe it was last week's show. He cut the most like, I don't give a shit about being here promo that I've ever seen this week was better. I think it could have been, I think this is, again, this is the, the, the sound guy in me saying like this, this week's was better, but they didn't mix any of the crowd in or even a fake crowd or anything. I heard room tone in that promo and it wasn't like serious. Look into my eyes, pay attention to me. It was just, it felt awkward, but it was a good promo and you could tell he cared last week felt a little different. I don't know. You're, you're telling me that you think he's uh, he's bought in. I don't know if he's bought in or not, but that wasn't my takeaway from the promo. I think I I really liked it, and I Andrade, who didn't understand how friendship worked, <laughs> was like my favorite Andrade. So when he said, "I'm a businessman," at the beginning of this, I was like, "Oh, I think he still might have that in him," and I think between the language barrier and trying to be like serious guy, his tone and his delivery might've been like a little bit slower and quieter. Kevin Kelly just taking a huge stab at WWE at the end of that, like said so clearly and slowly that even <laughs> I was dying. Like you go Kevin Kelly uh, best by far the best commentary performance from the two of them was last night too. They, they really, really clicked in. Now I feel like the first couple episodes were a little bit more stilted but yesterday I felt they were really, really strong. Um, I'm sure when JR is sitting there with half of his face black on the first episode that is and can't talk, that's probably throws you off a little bit. But I, I felt like yesterday they were more in lockstep than they had been. Uh, but I loved, loved where that's going. And I don't think that guy's going to be mad about a one-on-one -on -one match with him and Malachi Black and his friend showing up to even the numbers anytime soon. The question is... Roosh is on paternity leave and has some heat. Drillistico, I think, had a broken wrist. Stop it. Stop it. It's not Drillistico. Stop it. He Didn't he have an, for real though, didn't he have a different injury? No. I, I thought he did. I thought he, I thought he injured himself at a non-AEW event. It's possible. I don't think he did though. It's <laughs> so funny though that you keep doing this. I know. I, th I think he, I thought he did get injured at, at a non-AEW thing. Um, but but a non-serious one. Uh, no, he was busted open. That was June. Maybe it just looks like every luchador spot he does, he gets injured on. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I thought he what? was he was banged up. No, Like, no. I don't really have an interest in seeing Preston Vance walk into this picture. No, I don't think anyone does for that matter. <laughs> I think he's gonna. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I just... Uh, I, 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 I'm waiting for it. 
And it felt maybe it was last week. He was just like, this is so stupid. Why are we, why am I on the show this week? Cause he's, he put over, um, on Twitter. I'll, I'll actually pull it up. Cause it was, it was nice to see, uh, somebody had said something about the low ratings and he put up, uh, a whole note. Yeah. I respect all the talent of all AEW brands. If they respect me, they will always receive my respect because they all work hard and earn a place. I'm AEW Collision and I love the locker room. We have only three weeks of television and have achieved in three weeks what other brands have in four or less years. Uh, I love wrestling like all of you and the more competition we have, all this is better for the company. But I would love that the people who were first in charge of preparing for first AEW Collision show in Chicago those people are in charge of doing all the shows week after week. Um, it's in a little bit broken English, so I'm trying my best to read it. He went through Google Translate, by the way. I, he very, very, very possible. We have when a lot of top talent. You will never imagine Andrade, the, the idol. idol. Yep, <laughs> versus Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe. Uh, he calls out Punk, FTR, Miro, Scorpio, uh, which is Scorpion. Scorpion. <laughs> Thunder Rose's comeback will be great. Imagine her beating up Julia Hart and getting my mask back and maybe having our own championship that CM Punk never lost. So like, it, it seems like he's happier to be back on track, um, which is just nice to see too. Like the, the ratings were terrible the week before last or the, the, this past week. I'm not surprised because it was a holiday weekend, um, but it's just nice to see that people, it feels like it's a lot of positive momentum after a lot of bullshit. So that makes okay. The sky is falling. This guy is fine, but he's also like, he put on incredible matches. Like if his complaint was that that guy just wanted to wrestle in meaningful stories, I kind of get it because they weren't putting him in meaningful stories and he's really fucking good. So I understand. Where Um, is his friend? Where is his friend? He's got a few friends. Yeah. Where is his friend Roosh? How dare he have a child? I know. The worst. Rude. Can confirm. The real Latino man shirt, by the way, just pops me every time. So great. It's so, so stupid, but it's so perfect. Go go buy one, but then also go donate a super chat to this show because, you know, you can do- listen, support real Latino men, but also support women and, and, and this show specifically for mm-hmm. your supporting of women. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Where are we? Where, where are we at? What are we, what are we talking about? You want to talk about that tag match? Because holy hell. It was very good. I, okay. I'm of a... I don't think it was the, the this amazing match that everyone's like, oh my god, oh my god, about. I thought it was really good. I don't love this. This is where Kevin Kelly's like WWE training comes out a lot. I hate when Kevin Kelly does the he's got a new champion, one, two, no. And that's a very Vince McMahon 90s bullshit WWE thing. I don't like that in my announcers. I also don't love like trading finishers a hundred thousand times until you get to the final finish. It bugs me. It bugs me. It just for near fall after near fall, that doesn't build the same for me. And again, it's different. Everyone's got a different, you know, a different. Yeah, your way of watching wrestling is just wrong. Shut up. So (laughs) if you trade near fall after near fall and you do it as well as they did, Uh, like you buy into the fact that the match could end at any second. I loved it. I loved, I loved the finish of, uh, Cash just not getting it. Like you couldn't remember either. You also couldn't remember because there was too much going on. I knew it. I was just recalling that it was Cash Wheeler because it was it was a really cool ending, and that Jay White was trying to get to Cash, 
but couldn't, but Cash still couldn't get to the pin in time. So like that I thought was beautifully executed. I think it's really cool that they're going to do a two out of three on uh, Battle of the Belts because they don't, they rarely put something with any story or investment on Battle of the Belt. So I'm very excited to see what a two out of three match looks like with these guys. It was also um, really refreshing to see Jay White in a tag context because I've mostly seen singles work from him. And he, he has a lot of like tag smarts, like his, his tag wrestling IQ is very high. So it was fun to see him and juice is just getting to show out, man. Like that makes me really happy too. Cause he's so goofy. You like can forget that he can really, really go and he really got to show out. So you're wrong in the way that you watch wrestling. And I am right in the way that I watch wrestling. And that match was fantastic. Subjective art form, Kate, how dare you? Uh, I'm so tired from Okada and Danielson. Yeah, I was. I was, and and then I watched the match afterwards, and I was just like, that's great. That's great. Listen, don't show up to work with your arm in a cast, and I won't be upset about it. (laughs) I know Cody does. I mean... But but I've been told that that's adversity, so that's all that matters. Adversity, adversity, adversity. That's right. Yeah, you know what happens when you throw adversity at Brian Danielson? He still taps out Okada. Boom. <laughs> yeah, and you know what happens when you throw adversity at Cody Rhodes? He eventually wins the world title at WrestleMania. No, he good Philly. He loses to Brock Lesnar via passing out from pain Haven't while we all he been has there? a wrist card. We've uh-huh. all been there, Kate. We've all passed out from the pain of wrist pain. Those of us who do while you have a cast on? Day, yeah, of course. Of course, he's clickety clacking all day. Adversity. Adversity. The adversity of life. That's have you seen? Oh, didn't see you there. Here's my dog Pharaoh. That was the best. Worst. <laughs> I did so much engagement too. That's my favorite. <laughs> of course, you put a dog on television or on anything on social media. Yeah, that's Nobody true. Nobody cares about my selfies. They're like, show me Daphne. I get it. Yeah, if only somebody had a dog right now that we could show on this stream, then we would absolutely be okay. She is laying on my foot. Tell that lazy girl to get up. <laughs> I will not, because when we do, she's going to have to go for a walk because it's been raining all day. <laughs> oh, that's better. And then you're stuck. And then she's going to be zoomies, and I have to leave the stream. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just Joel calls it in the ring, and I got not much less to talk about. Uh, did you see the RJ City MJF? Hysterical. Three, Hysterical. Three and a half minutes of setting shit on fire. <laughs> I was in stitches. My MJF like, no, I, I really wanted to use this opportunity to help. And RJ City going through all the bits that he had. And then MJF just lighting a sign on fire. The cinema. perfect game of chess. Cinema. Perfect. It was cinema. It, it was really cinema. was. Yeah. I watched uh, it in a movie theater. Let's go. I've decided that this is part of the RJ City downfall arc of the Hey EW series. Uh, and, and because of that, it's because he refused to uh, to show up and do an interview with me in Toronto while we ate poutine in our underpants. He's a coward. There's no well, doubt about that. The, the next week, he's getting kicked in the dick by yeah. negative one. It's more dick kicking in AEW. This is what we do. A lot of, a lot of, it's very... Richard heavy show today. Yes, we are very, very, we're getting dick kicks all over the place. And then, and then MJF this week. So next week, clearly somebody has to like 
I don't know. What can you do from here? What, what's 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 the worst that could happen? They need to take the on-air sign and absolutely destroy it. Who's going to do it? I think it's time for him to take a bump. A non-kick-in-the-dick bump. I was going to say, he just took one. Like, like through a table or something. Who's going to give it to him, though? I mean, you did Taz and, and Arn Anderson. I'm talking about people who showed up on the show. Like, who, who can do it now and make it impactful? It's a good question, Joel. Mike, Mike Mazanin. Oh, my God. Mike Mazanin on HeyEW? Renee would actually be perfect. Ms. TV is my only real talk show. Puts it through a table, gets on a plane to Osaka, Japan. That's right. Goes and defends his briefcase, his newly won G1 briefcase. And then Eddie Kingston is just like, hey, I should have won the briefcase. And then you got Miz just being like, hey, you should have won the G1 because I'm awesome. Yeah. That's right. Mike sent a super set change. Putin in Toronto cannot be good. Some of it is. It's better in, in Quebec, I, I will admit. Especially backwoods Quebec. You ever been to backwoods, like nowhere Quebec on the border to Maine? I have not. You're better off. <laughs> there's a, there's, a, there's a, uh, people know like the main, not main, the, the state, that they know like the, the big uh, crossings coming over the border, Canada to the US. Sure. The big bridges, right? Where you line up for hours and it's a holiday weekend and everyone's just waiting and waiting. There are some little known border crossings in Canada. One of them happens to be in backwoods Quebec and I'll tell you a little story about it. It is literally on the road there. It's just an invisible dividing line. And there are two houses, one going into the country, the other one going out. And it's literally split. One is the U S and one is Canada. And I wonder, I'm like, how the hell do you guys like decide who's on which side? If like you live across the streets anyway, I never really got the answer to that, but we, we went, we were going to Maine. I was on tour and, uh, yeah, that was it was a weird little border crossing. And they just let you through. They didn't really check the car. They were just asking a couple of questions and then that was it. Did you have to show your passport? I did. They have to scan those. Legally they got to do that stuff. Okay. But yeah. The rest of the time I'm just sitting there in the car being like, this is a tiny ass like that's what a, a weird tiny... little yeah. It's a very right up the coast, huh? Yeah, just going up swords <laughs> there. But but there's a great place that's now closed uh, in backwoods Quebec. It was called uh, La Relais des Appalaches. So it was off the Appalachians. There was a restaurant. Best poutine I've ever had in my life. Interesting. Okay. Then they closed during the Was pandemic. Xavier Woods there? In the backwoods? No, it was not the backwoods. It was not, it was not the backwoods for him. Understood. Okay. Yeah, especially in that part of Quebec. <laughs> Understood. No, 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 no. <laughs> Steve Macklin is... Uh, Steve Macklin's out of uh, Slammiversary, and I'm very sad about that. Yeah, that's a bummer. Heard he got injured in Wagga Wagga. Couldn't say anything about it because I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. But apparently, yeah, he's uh, he's out for the show. So tomorrow on Busted Open, they're going to announce a replacement. Is it going to be Abyss, current WWE producer? Mickey James. <laughs> Mickey James and Bully. <laughs> <Ray>. <laughs> let's, let's go everything wrong with this story is right there in front of us. Perfect. I don't know who that else. Sucks. It does that suck. Sucks. It's going to be Tommy dreamer. They're going to reintroduce Tommy for another busted open thing. 
Uh, I just yeah. hope he gets healthy enough to kick your ass. That's all. I, listen, I hope to see him in August. I hope that I can beat him up in August. But I do, I, I do send uh, you know love and uh, and good vibes to Macklin because it does suck. You don't want to see anyone injured, and I know he and I, you know, we do our shtick, and and he wants to beat me up, and I want to beat him up. But uh, we'll, oh, it's we'll... not a shtick. Oh, it's not. Did uh-oh. did he tell you something? I I'm sorry. No, wait. It is. It's a shtick and a half. He definitely didn't DM me and tell me he can't wait to beat the crap out of you. (laughs) That didn't happen at all. So, Did he at least send you photos of his dog with it? I am not at liberty to tell you he did. Oh, that means he's serious. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to beat his ass at the end of August then. Whoa! Broken leg or not. That's all I got. Do we have anything well, else to talk about? For if the you moment? got a broken leg, you can still kick someone in the dick. That's all I know. That's right. You can. If there's one thing you can do, kick him in the dick. Uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, we're back tomorrow on Overbooked. Not with Kate. Tomorrow. Jeremy and I go in the weeds at 10 a.m. Eastern. Kate, let's plug the stuff and go home. Hey, let's do that. Uh, I'm on Fight for Select on Mondays. And I'm on the main channel on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday doing NXT, ROH, and SmackDown reviews, respectively. And on Wednesdays, I'm at the Mark Order podcast. And once a month, I'm at the Excite Wrestling Commentary Desk. And keep an eye out for some other fun things that I might have around the corner. But follow me at Miss Kate Fabe for those. Yeah, go go follow Kate on Miss Kate Fabe. Uh, I'm at Joel J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Fightful over books where you find me. Unless it's Thursday, then I'm on the main following Kate and Reg with the amazing crest that right. star. Follow us. Shut up. Why don't you go go talk about a show you want to talk about? Why don't you get bumped by me all the time, including on Friday for Slammiversary, probably? First of all, Slammiversary is on Saturday. So we're getting bumped for the Collision and Battle of the Belts post-show that I'm Gosh. sure will inevitably be happening, which means Cresta is not even joining me for the the Slammiversary post-show. So it's going to be Steven Jensen and I, which is actually going to be. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Yeah. Well, Jensen joins when they're on pay-per-view. So. uh, Story tracks. There they go. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.